1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Carlo Navas, and with me today from the Eurostep Podcast, from Blue Wire, the parent company. We welcome Ty Windish. Ty, welcome to the program. Welcome back. It's been it's been a minute. How are you?
2: I'm good. Well, you yeah. know, as I said when we first got on, I was better <laughs> before today's Bucks injury report. I'm happy to be on the show. I'm happy to talk to you about the series which I don't think is maybe going the way either of us expected it to so far. And I feel like maybe we're both higher on each other's teams at this point, given how weird everything is around this series and the injury reports and everything else. But you know, I'm good. I'm talking basketball. It's playoff time. It's, it's hard to complain.
1: We love it, and Ty. My DMs with Ty the last couple of days have just been doomer. It's been both of us being like, I don't know, man. Just you <laughs> know, uh, this guy can't shoot that well, and is this sustainable? Oh, but this guy's are it's it's total doomerville.
2: It is. I I know I'm down bad because I saw West Matthews. And I'm sure we'll talk about it. Like West Matthews of all players is randomly out for the Bucks tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my god, West Matthews. Are you serious? <laughs> how are we going to beat the AC to team without one of their best offensive players without Wes Matthews? And yeah, I, I I don't know what's gotten into me. I think I just need to see the bucks healthy for more than five seconds at a time. So I can get back to the confidence level I was at before the series, which made me look pretty dumb on our our preview pod. Honestly,
1: we're going to have a lot of fun. There's so much to get into. So remember during this series, check out Ty's podcast, check out the Euro step. If you want perspective on the other team that frankly I think the playoffs are the most fun time for basketball, like or just sports in general for me. And and you can kind of get insight. You know, I'll never be able to break down the books rotation the way Ty and and, and his guys do. So make sure to check that out. You know, throughout the series, if you want kind of insight uh, that we will just never be able to provide you. So please check that out. And they do a great job. Uh, and you know who else does a great job? Miami Gaming Parties, because you deserve a customized gaming experience. Miami Gaming Parties delivers private custom video game tournaments for gamers and their lucky guests. It's truly custom. You can pick the game, the package, premium, black tie VIP for up to 8 to 16 people. And they bring it all from PS5s to trophies for the winners. Play at home or at a venue of your choosing with free, 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 on-site consultation. It's perfect for birthday parties, bachelor parties, anniversaries, corporate events, or anything you want to celebrate. Or, you know, maybe a playoff victory. I don't know. You just hold look a little party and have like a, I don't know, like a 2K tournament. Uh, check out miamigamingparties.com for more information. Check out on Twitter at gamingparties on Instagram at miami underscore gaming underscore parties or search miami gaming parties on Facebook. So, Miami, Milwaukee, game two. Heat, miraculously take game one off anomalous shooting a lot of injuries. Let's start there. I think that's going to be kind of the highlight, uh, like really the, the main story of, of this series. Ty, Giannis doubtful for game two. How likely is that doubtful? Because, you know, we just had a case, you know, today of a guy being doubtful in um in in Josh Hart for the Knicks who's playing. So doubtful doesn't mean out. What is your what is the vibes in Milwaukee about this?
2: I think they're all over the place. I, I think the, the doomers are winning the day right now and, and given, I mean, just the way the two, the last year and a half has gone for the box. It does make sense. You go through the whole year without Brooke Lopez. It's very confusing situation. Their defense craters without him. There's obviously concerns about him going forward that he has addressed him and he looks great and he's not been an injury problem at all this year, but then Chris gets hurt in the playoffs and now there's more injuries. So I think there's just kind of a built in doom mechanism. I I don't know how doubtful the doubtful is to get to your original question because when Bud spoke with the media just a few hours before the injury report, he stressed they they want to see how he feels tomorrow. And he didn't practice. And clearly I think it's it's he's in a lot of pain, is what it seems like. I'm not reporting this, but it seems like a pain management thing. The MRI and the X-ray were clean. So it's about Giannis being able to move enough, not being too stiff, not having too much pain. And I think they would just want to see how he feels tomorrow after another day off another night's sleep everything else so I, I don't I, I don't still have a really strong feeling either way I going into the injury report and going into the, today I thought maybe 60 40 he plays maybe now it's closer to the opposite I still think it's somewhere around a coin flip for me right now I don't know if we have any real insight although I was surprised to see doubtful not questionable so maybe like 49 51 plays doesn't play or something like that. But I don't think we have real info and I don't think we will know for sure until later tomorrow ahead of the game
1: chat. My chat feels like they're going to play. We have Cardigliana saying he's going to play The the bud is, is doing Um, Other, other key fans are, are, are getting preemptively cocky, which I would, uh, I would advise you against, but yeah, I mean that, you know, he seems like a guy who's always going to try to get out on the floor he has that in him. He's always been that way for better, you know, for better, for worse for his own health. So I, I kind of, if I'm Miami, I I think I prepare for him to be there, you know, just as much as I prepare for him not to be there, but obviously, you know, uh, I mean, pretty awful, truly. I mean, to have the best player in the NBA, not play in a playoff series. Uh, even if you're Miami or not, I think you want to see him out there. Ty, the other guy out from Milwaukee is Wes Matthews, which we were joking, you know, before, but like, you know he's the guy that guards Jimmy a lot, right? He's 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 the guy who guards Jimmy, and you know whether or not Jimmy has a lot of points, I do think that Jimmy works for them. I think Wes has always been super physical with him. Uh, how does that, you know? And and let's let's just get into like how that affects them and, and where do they start in place of those guys?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna be really eager and I guess eager to see how they approach Jimmy all game because I think you can you can look at a lot of reasons Miami won. I mean, Bam got really hot in the second half. The shooting was hot throughout, right? Those are you mentioned up top. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that that's going to wax and wane throughout the series. The Jimmy stuff didn't seem like an anomaly though. He just beat them over and over. And I think we're probably going to see some adjustment in how Brook how far he drops and maybe not dropping as far, especially if Giannis isn't able to go because I think that space was there. I think you noticed that right away in Game One when Giannis went out. Is there was just more space in the middle of the floor that usually. He's able to help off his guy, but not give up an open shot. because He's so, you know, big, you know, covers so much ground so quickly without Giannis, there was a little more vulnerability. So I think they're going to have to tweak Brooke. I mean, it would make sense for Drew Holiday to take a lot more shifts on Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They do like to rotate who gets those assignments. But I mean, you're just kind of running out of your defensive minded players. I think Jay Crowder did not have a very good time. Game one, he only played 11 minutes. I mean, I think he didn't really merit playing more than that based on the way he looked. i e- eager to see if Pat Connaughton gets dusted out. I mean, he was a crucial player for the Bucks the last two years and then basically lost his spot to Crowder. I think now, especially with Wes out as well, we will see some Connaughton. I don't think he's going to be a Jimmy Butler go-to defender, to be clear, but I think Drew Holiday's going to have to step up more and maybe even Chris Middleton taking some shifts, which they've kind of shied away from putting Chris on premier players. He used to guard the Duncan Robinsons of the world and run around on the perimeter lately. He's not quite as fleet of foot, you know, with the injuries Injuries, and just getting old and kind of playing more like a three, four than a two, three. So, but maybe they give Chris some shots. I mean, I think Drew's going to have to pick up a lot of it though. And Javon Carter is a great perimeter defender on point guards. Just think Jimmy's way too big to ask him to do that. So I would imagine drew holiday has to pick up the lion's share of the assignment on Jimmy Butler.
1: I, you know, what you said about the space is something that I was I was kind of rewatching the game and I was watching some film. Miami ran this the same action like five times in a row where they had Kevin Love at the top of the top of the key. Jimmy kinda cuts to the middle of the floor. Brooke is kind of waiting at the restricted area. And Jimmy's just getting the ball in the paint without a dribble. Bobby is a is the low man at the, on the on the corner, you know, whatever, you know, whoever's whoever's there. And and at that point, if it's if it's Bobby, it's not Giannis. Who's you know? But I don't think Bobby had a had a really good man. defensive game. Yeah, I mean he was spectacular on offense, but on defense, I, I know that he, you know, I think that's one of the kind of adjustments. I mean it's kind of a silly adjustment, but it's like, hey Bobby, wake up! Like a lot of guys cutting, you know, behind him, you know, him kind of Miami ran a lot of motion off ball, and he just kind of froze a lot of those a lot of those possessions. So that's just yeah. a simple thing, but you know, that's his
2: his. I do wonder if we'll see more straight up one through five switching in the non-Brook minutes if Giannis doesn't play. Because that's Bobby's best coverage. I and think he that's, does it yeah. okay. Like, he does it okay. He's obviously not elite, right? Like, you're not like, oh, great, you know, Bobby's guarding Jimmy Butler. On the other hand, though, I think especially against Miami in particular and this version without without Tyler Hero, the worst he gets cooked on those is by pull-up jumpers. Like, yeah. you still have to get through a relatively big guy. And I think Jimmy would draw fouls on him. Jimmy would have a good time with that. But probably not as good of a time as cutting around him or him getting lost in space. Whenever they ask Bobby to do like the typical big man defense stuff, you know, hedge, you know, play at the level, you know, drop, it doesn't go well at all. When they, he switches, it goes okay. So I wonder if we'll see more of that when Brooks sits without Giannis out there.
1: Do you think he starts? But I know that they like him as I backup
2: five now. Well, yeah, that's that's the tricky thing. I mean that's a good question. I I do think he does. Um, I think they'll want the size, and then they'll just have to stagger he and Brooke from there. I don't think they want anyone else at the five. We have seen some Chris Middleton at the five lineups. Have they I, done I don't Crowder? know if we will.
1: Because Miami used to do Crowder at the five, like to get. They wacky.
2: Had a, I don't. They didn't do it as much since Crowder got back, because they've had more bigs. Yeah. I really hope we don't see Myers Leonard. Um, Reduce. that to me is
1: call him redacted I around these parts
2: there's there's revenge series potential but the way i i've watched every minute i think of him since he came to the bucks he I mean you talk about bobby not knowing what way to go on defense he's we, just we always know. <laughs> uh, yeah i know well i don't did you guys play him as a five as much though wasn't he yeah. like a four there I more i know he was a five
1: i mean it was kind of like weird because like you know obviously like they want bam in as many actions as possible but you know when yeah. bam wouldn't play like, especially in the finals right like it's it's him and olenic you know well, it's just, yeah, it was Jimmy and white guys. <laughs> we got a lot of, uh, <laughs> we got a lot of that, but yeah, I, I was wondering, cause like, you know, you could, you, they could theoretically go like Brooke Jay Middleton holiday and Grayson Allen. I think that makes sense. Right. Like, yeah. and then that way you can keep kind of Bobby off the bench. And I think you want to separate kind of Bobby and Jimmy on the court together. Right. Or like, I think that makes sense for, for Milwaukee. Um, but then you know Jay's not playing a ton of minutes, so I, I, are you gonna are you gonna like crank that up? That's I guess that's a big question mark. Yeah. For Miami, yeah, it's oh go ahead.
2: It's wide open just with Crowder. Like he played about twenty four minutes the last two games of the season. Looked good. Didn't seem to have any physical you know issue. Obviously, he came off of not playing the whole year, and then also dealt with a calf thing in Milwaukee that limited his minutes. So he kind of like Chris for a long time there. Didn't get to totally ramp up, and it's going to be really interesting to see. What we see from Crowder, or if Condon steps in and is playing more, or if it just depends on how they both look out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pat used to be a guy who you'd see as a potential starter. I think Javon Carter started a lot this season, and that would keep you Bobby Portis off the bench. But I don't know where exactly he goes, depending on Miami's starting lineup for who he's guarding on of the have other to end.
1: Size up if you're because then you probably move Middleton to the four. I mean, you can get away yeah. with that because like you're not worried about Gabe Vincent dribble penetration without hero, right? And like, that's like really the big thing about, you know, no hero, you know, and, and Kyle Lowry is doubtful for, Mm -hmm. um, for game two, you know, he banged that knee in Chicago. He banged the bad knee. Didn't look good in game one. So he's, I'd be surprised if if Kyle plays, he just did not look, did not look like himself. So if, if you theoretically you're down, you know, your two best guard handlers, now you have Gabe, you know, are are you dusting off Victor Lodipo who has, you know, I think, looked good when everyone sits and he has the ball all the time and has looked pretty bad when he has to play, you know, with, with the team kind of like in that Atlanta game, he looked out of sorts. So, you know, it, it, I I think Milwaukee can get away with that. I don't think Javon Carter is like that, but I, I just think also giving Jimmy more switch fodder is probably not ideal. So I think that's where kind of Milwaukee has to kind of split the baby a little bit.
2: Yeah. I, I think Crowder makes the most sense for a lot of reasons, if you look at the players and their skill sets in a vacuum I think the issue is like he's just it's been a weird time for him and the way he looked in game one, but I, I don't know. I think starting him would make a lot of sense here. I think that's probably what I would do um, and then your first I do i don't off hate the bench. Bobby idea.
1: Then the first three off the bench would be like Bobby Javon and um, Ingles. and Angles. yeah Which Maybe the would... only
2: three off the bench to be honest <laughs> with, with all the injuries. I mean um I mean, I, pat continent i think then, is probably your ninth guy yeah I, mean, I don't think you see more than that
1: and I, i'd be surprised if he plays a lot just because i do think in the matchups that miami has played um you know he's a guy that they look for or jimmy looks for particular i think you i think if you're the bucks you want to limit that i like what you said about bobby it's kind of switching because i do think that jimmy has always struggled with size and I think that if you put as much size as possible, that's kind of the best way to not neutralize him. But I mean, in some cases you can, I don't think Bobby's that kind of defender, but certainly kind of give you, give you a chance.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you, if you can just stay alive, I mean, I think the bucks in general, uh, you know, and this is Bobby did this really well. They need to feed the big guys on the other end because I mean, they're bigger than Bam. I I think Bobby maybe is close. Brooke is bigger than everyone in the series. Brooke's a mountain. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, like him not posting up Max Struess at all despite all those minutes. Like that's he's gonna that's do that the, game too. I think that's the obvious yeah. That's yeah. like
1: the obvious thing that they're gonna that they're gonna that they're gonna pound.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed Data
2: Yeah, I certainly agree. But what are you looking at from Miami's perspective? And and like, you know, is there anything that they have to change or did everything work well enough that, you know, you don't you don't adjust until you have to?
1: I think that for sure Bam has to kind of go at Lopez a little more. I thought early he was a little tepid and I think you saw in the second half he took, you know, he he did a good job of eating space that kind of one two dribble pull up, you know, off the catch down low. I loved what Miami Miami kind of did that like you know like dropping peel or switching peel kind of defense on mm-hmm. on Giannis when he, especially when he was a roller, they, they made sure that they kept in front of him you know not switching, uh, and I thought Miami was super disciplined in that aspect because I do think that Milwaukee can you know they have the size and the Miami's small I know they're a good defensive rebounding team but I think you saw in that Atlanta playing game that could go super sideways on them, yeah without Hero in the lineup. That changes, I think, their game plan a ton. You can go a lot of options. You can go, you can start Duncan, which is what they did in the second half, which you know he doesn't not a regular part of the rotation anymore. I like that for them because obviously the handoffs and drop, it makes yeah. sense. I thought he screened excellent yesterday. I thought he was, you know, that kind of vacate the corner, set hammer screens. I thought he was so good in that aspect, and he's always been a really good screener. Caught Drew, who's a big, strong dude, man. I don't think people realize how strong Drew Holiday is, and and Duncan. <laughs> did a good job of screening him. So I, I man, Ty, I, I don't know. Spoh doing the thing. He's like, I haven't thought about who's starting. I was like, yeah, okay, but uh, <laughs> I think it could be Caleb. I think it could be, I think it could be Duncan. I think those are kind of the the primary candidates. I'd be surprised if it's Oladipo, but yeah,
2: to go from DMP to starting is, I mean, I guess that that's would be a that Spo special like- baby. That the Bucks could do the same if, if Pat was the one to get the starting nod, which I don't expect at all. But it's kind of funny. They have like these weird, almost quasi like similar situations. I think Duncan would make some sense. I thought one thing that I found interesting about the game was Grayson Allen was really bad in the first half and pretty good in the second half, actually stuck with it. But I think the, he'll, the worst parts of his game in the first half, he just couldn't hang with hero around screens at all. Like he just can't screen navigate. And then they bring in Duncan, and Grayson was thrown in the same predicament. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't stay with this guy. Think they like, want to go over,
1: but it gets yeah. tough. Yeah,
2: yeah, It's hard, and and I think one of the, like I know Crowder went tried to go over like one or two Jimmy screens. It's like you can't do that. That's that's making it way too easy for Miami. Yeah. You got to make him shoot. I know he's gonna have the random annoying two for three from deep game after he hasn't taken one in the last six months or whatever. I feel like that always happens against the Bucks. Um, but I, I think Robinson makes it a little harder on Grayson to find somewhere to hide out there. And I just think they're probably going to need the spacing. Like if you can't go ball handling without Lowry or hero, you probably just need some spacing to open up the offense. I think the bucks really need to take care of the ball because we know Miami's not a great offensive team. They looked it on on Sunday, but all they're, season. They're they already, haven't been. Yeah. Yeah. The bucks need to take care of the ball. And that's kind of been like an on off thing for them. And that, that's my concern. Like, you don't expect a favorite to lose their first two games at home almost ever. It's it's really rare in the league. I think the worst case for Milwaukee is a bunch of turnovers and Miami gets out in transition and they don't have to score in the half court as much because I would expect the Bucs to be a little tighter, have Lopez up a little farther in the actions to make Bama a little less comfortable, even if it does open up some backdoor. Um, but, you know, with now worst perimeter defenders with West and maybe Giannis out and yeah, I just – I need Drew and Chris to take care of the ball. Chris had some wild – we were joking. Chris is back for real now that he's throwing those kind of turnovers in the middle of the game, through traffic. It's like, oh, yeah, the old Chris is here.
1: We're back, baby. We're so back. They – man, Ty, when they were at – when Miami's defense was at its best, it was forcing a ton of turnovers. However, I do think Oladipo and Lowry were a big part of that. And if they're not in the lineup, I don't think they can get the ball pressure to do that. So I, I do think a lot of those turnovers are going to be unforced especially because Miami's playing a little more conservative not switching bam and I think Jimmy's gonna Jimmy's gonna Jimmy right he's gonna go for his gambles and stuff and there was I, I yeah. tweeted this out there was like a there was a period when Milwaukee got within like a field goal and it was yeah. like Jimmy bucket Jimmy Steele on Middleton Jimmy assist to 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 Vincent Jimmy Steele on Middleton again Jimmy layup and it was like boom back up to 10 and that's what he can do but I think banking on him doing everything is unideal, and I think Miami's kind of, as you said, anemic shooting and, and offense is, is kind of the problem. I My pick is probably actually Haywood Highsmith, which is funny oh. because he's B DMP, but I think he just kind of settles a rotation. I like him a lot. I think that maybe he's an ant shooter, but he has shown that he can hit like a spot-up corner three, and I think they're going to need to guard up a little bit. I Their defense concerns me. It hasn't been good since all-star break. It's been pretty bad. I think starting Kevin Love next to Bam, every lineup data that you look at says it's bad. test says that that can't defend anything. I thought Kevin was spectacular when he was the sure. backup five. And that's what you got to do. And the Bucks went at him. And I think that's going to be another thing that Miami's going to have to look at because, you know, I know Holiday didn't have like the scoring night that you expect. But, you know, they put Kevin Love in a drop a lot. And they kind of, I thought Miami got away with that a little bit, that Milwaukee didn't have the kind of night that you thought that they could have.
2: Yeah, I mean, Drew didn't shoot the ball well. I would expect to see a little bit of, hopefully, positive regression from him shooting the ball. But I couldn't even say he had a bad offensive game. He tied a Bucks playoff career—a Bucks playoff single-game record with 16 assists. That
1: was crazy. He's so good, the, man.
2: The fact that he did that with, with the Bucks shooting, like, 24% from three blows my mind. I was like, where were these baskets even coming from? Giannis <laughs> not really playing— I need to rewatch and catalog all of these things. Um, some of Chris's must have come that way or something. But, yeah, Chris got um, a few,
1: of, and uh, Bobby got quite a few as well.
2: Yeah, um, but Drew's really stepped up as as more of a go-to offensive option without losing too much defensively. There's still going to be nights like game one, but if he's able to have that dist- distribution going, I mean, he's by far, since he joined the Bucs, this was his best assist season, and you could tell he was really more of the true point guard this year. Because he had to, with Chris missing so much time. But I think it's going to be good for him and the Bucs in the long term if they can get through this first round and ever get healthy.
1: Are you are you worried? Like I feel like this game, I think game two, uh, not not to be like overly dramatic, but I think the series could come down to this. Yeah. I, I think if Milwaukee goes in and wins, I think they restore order a little bit, and then you get Giannis back for game three. Let's say. Mm. uh gets gets a couple more days off i think i believe game three would be on saturday saturday so you yeah. get you know Giannis would have almost a full week to recover mm-hmm. f- and and it sounds like you know as you said not reporting but it sounds like it's a pain tolerance thing i think a week yeah. does wonders for that you get to go into miami tied one one you're like we you know we can we can win a game in miami and uh and then close this out or i mean listen a lot of people pick the bucks to sweep i mean they, they can go in there and win too Guilty. Yeah, I I, I do too. I said probably Bucks and four. <laughs> but if you're Miami and you steal another one, if Giannis doesn't play and you get another one, now you're going yeah. home.
2: You just you need know, one then. That's it. I agree with you. This is literally a good home series. Yeah.
1: And you can probably get Kyle back for Game Three if you rest him. I I think a lot. I think a lot of the series comes down to this, and that's exciting. It's also horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying for a lot of ways. And we have to see how the kind of the game plays out. Like, you know, if Jimmy has another, you know, like monster night, I mean, chat saying bucks and six, like if Jimmy has like a monster night, uh, you know, he can kind of carry them despite a bad shooting night. And then you kind of bring it home and it's like, all right, guys, let's, let's, let's get one or two here. And I mean, that would be, that'd be stunning, but I don't know. I'm glad you yeah. agree. Cause I, I kind of felt that, I kind of felt that way today. And I've been thinking about it a lot and I was like, Ooh, this could be, the, this could be it. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
0: Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Yeah, I mean, do I think Bucks could win in six or seven? It Like, theoretically, if, if they lose, yeah, I think it's still totally possible. But I think you go from – I think we agree right now where the series is at, and we see this around the league. I know the the numbers get shared every season because there's always a couple home teams that lose the game ones, and rarely those turn into actual upsets, right, like we have the data. Last year,
1: wasn't the Milwaukee lose game one against Chicago last year?
2: Yeah, right. game two. They almost lost game one. They lost game two, I think it was. And then they won. Miami
1: the year before had that overtime game that probably they had, they, they could have stolen. And, you know, I mean, it's... the bucks,
2: the bucks are horrible in game ones. They literally never led after 48 minutes, the postseason they won a championship. And that's, so that's funny. true because of the overtime in game one, but then they lost the next three game ones. So, you know, could they, could they, I mean, they rolled back from down 0 two in the finals, but those two were in Phoenix, not Milwaukee. So, I think the series goes from right now where everyone's like, yeah, I'm still picking the Bucks Even if they have to play without Giannis, um, I'll pick the Bucks here and that. I think if Miami finds a way to win, then the series goes to, oh, we're on the edge. Like the, the playoffs could be over in the first round. I don't think we're really there yet. Um, but I think if they lose this one and, and, you know, I wouldn't expect them to, if Giannis doesn't play, but it's certainly a lot more likely, right? Statistically, whatever you want to put the two numbers at with or without Giannis, the likelihood of, losing this game the Bucks. I mean it's obviously higher without Giannis and you know all it takes is another great Jimmy game crazy band game you know whatever variance pops up I think the Bucs will win I think they will end up winning the series in five or six but I, I think the game two it will come down to because I, I think Miami could really take all the momentum and if you're up 2-0 before you go home that's a really good position even if you're going to be outgunned the rest of the way if Giannis is returning.
1: And they're not inexperienced, right? It's not like yeah. you know, like the Kings are up 2 0 and other than Harrison Barnes, like none of those people have ever played in a big game, you know? Yep. And, you know, Miami obviously like Jimmy Bam Duncan went to the finals, you know, Eric Spolstra, obviously the pedigree speaks for itself. You know, gay backs, you know, huge rotational pieces. Kevin Love, you know, won a championship in a lot. Yeah. Like they're, you know, as of Ar- Kevin Arnovitch says, grown ass men win championships. That matters, I think, a bit. You know, I don't think they're going to get rattled in that way, but, you know, they are for sure at a talent disparity. I do think if Giannis plays and they win, it feels different. 'Cause it, it and if, now because if, last year with the Sixers, I think Joel Embiid missed the first two games. Miami goes up, you know, a ton or whatever, and then Embiid comes back and everyone's like, Oh, then they win, oh here comes the Sixers, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then that feels a little bit different, right? Because now you're like, Okay, we're whole and we have momentum. We're we're yeah. putting that to rest. If Giannis if they lose the game with Giannis and they were up a lot, you know, when Giannis was in the game, you know, uh they, yeah. they were oh, playing yeah. well. But you know, if if they win and Giannis is in the lineup, you know, A Probably going to be limited in some sense because mm-hmm. you know I, I think even even him as a, as an Adonis you know you, you he does bleed right so yeah it'll feel different I don't know it'll feel di- this, man I, I'm excited this I'm excited scared uh you know I'm gonna hide under my bed and watch the second half probably but I, I'm in man I love this
2: I do too and I think for the Bucks I think they're gonna pull confidence from. The Eastern Conference Finals in 21, which was based, not the same situation, but a pretty similar one in terms of a team that everyone expected the Bucks should beat in Atlanta. Although they did make it to the Conference Finals. Giannis goes down, they lose that game. And I think it felt more hopeless because you're so close to the finals and the injury seems so much Did you worse. guys
1: feel like it was over? Yeah. Really? That's well, so we funny. Didn't, we didn't
2: know if he was going to come back. I mean, until a couple the days later. Did Trey go down later,
1: like the, that same game or the next game?
2: I think so. Well, no, it was not that series, but it was like, okay, if we even if we win this, like who cares okay, okay. if Hanz doesn't come back? And then he comes back. Um, So I think the hopelessness level was different because this is like this sucks. I mean, it's clearly a serious injury. He's not practicing. He could miss this game, but I, I think the expectation, or at least the hope, or the optimistic expectation, is it won't be the rest of the series, much less the rest of the playoffs. And the, the 21 injury is like, oh, my God. But the point is, he got hurt and they lost that game because it's it's hard to adjust. And they were losing when Giannis was in and, and game one anyway. But then Chris and Drew and Brooke and Bobby and freaking Jeff Teague go do the damn thing, and they beat the, they win the next two games, and they punch the ticket, and then Giannis is able to come back. And, you know, all those guys sans Teague are still here. Dragic can, I guess, play the Teague role if he has to. I would prefer Javon Carter to do that, but if but Dragon wants some revenge,
1: Gogi didn't play. Yeah, he's, he, not. yeah
2: he's, he's not. He's he's breaking. He's him and Myers are like the. I'm if glad it was really wrong. I
1: I just I, I love Gogi. He's a lifer, but I he fans were like begging to bring Gogi back, and yeah. begging to trade you know a bunch of stuff for Jay Crowder. And I mean, you don't seem to like super pro Jay Crowder, and uh, well, and Gogi obviously is not you know there.
2: I'm a lot higher on Crowder than than go on. I mean, the, the funny thing about Crowder is every appearance except like one since they got him I was like, oh my god, this guy fits perfect like offensively he moves the ball I know the shooting is hot and cold. I do know everyone he's, so hey, he's not gonna keep shooting I know he is but so with the whole Bucks. Did you see game one? He wasn't the only culprit, but he moves the ball well defensively. He switches. He's loud He's vocal everything else physical. and it just wasn't was ill physical and it just wasn't a good 11 minutes I'm not writing him off by any means and I, I really think this is his opportunity to kind of come roaring back into the fold and establish himself from here on out, kind of in a P.J. Tucker sort of way, you know, similar-ish situation with Dante going down uh, in 21 and just somebody needing to step up. Um, so it's going to be fascinating. I think one of Crowder or Conditon really needs to step up in this playoff game and to swing this series. And then all the other Bucks primaries who have been around for the last two-plus years they just need to be good. I think they'll do it, though. We've seen them do it before.
1: I, you know, if, if, if I'm Miami, my win condition is I need to shoot the ball well. Mm. I need to continue to operate in the space. I, I I need to continue to eat the drop and be able to attack it on pull-ups. And and that was, a, you know, Ty, the, the interesting thing to me, like rewatching the game, was Miami wasn't, you know, typically they've, you know, I think historically they've done a really good job against Milwaukee's defense because of the way like their handoffs and their and their movement shooters, that's how they've always attacked Milwaukee. This has been totally different. They're doing it with off ball movement. They're not doing it with three point shooting. Although they had a great three point shooting game. It was always try to get to the basket. It was always, let's put Jimmy in a scenario where he's with Lopez. And if, and if somebody comes to help or stunt on that, on whatever action, you know, you kick out to the right guy, but, the, the 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 objective was clear. It was like, let's get Jimmy at Brooke Lopez and we'll live with that result, which feels kind of counterintuitive because I, I have a ton of respect for Brooke Lopez. I think he should have won Defensive Player of the Year. And that's that's big balls by Eric Spolstra. And that's kind of scary. A scary proposition if you're Miami. But that that little pull-up mid-range has been there. That one put they they ran some Spain to kind of get Jimmy to the elbow yesterday, which I loved. Kind of, you know, just th- they threw everything that they had, stuff that I hadn't seen all year them them do to get to that pull up to kind of get him in one on one with Lopez. And if I'm Milwaukee, you know, I think at some point you got to recognize that maybe play him, as you said, a little bit higher. I think that's the one adjustment. Have Lopez attack kind of those smaller guys guarding him. But what else on defense do you think that they can do to kind of make sure that Miami's offense, you know, stays down rocky?
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think it's really fascinating, like you said, the way that Miami switched it up. And I think it's – I mean, obviously, Spo is going to do a smart thing. He knows – way. what's the Zach Lowe thing? He knows he's forgotten more about basketball yeah, this no. week than I've ever known or whatever. Like, Miami wasn't going to win credibly more than one game in the series if they were just like, well, we'll just give up the whole painted area and shoot threes. Like, I think generally – Unless you're the freaking Warriors, you can't win anything in the playoffs doing that. Like yeah. you need the Steph and Clay. Like if you can't, if you don't get to the rim, you're just not going to win, and that's just how it is. Yeah. And Giannis going out enables it more. Giannis is, you know, maybe not playing in this game either, but I think Miami kind of taking back the paint is the reason they won. Even though the Bucks, they hung in there. I mean, as you said, it was like a one possession game, and sometime in the fourth quarter, it was relatively close until so they the very kept end punching they back. Like
1: they, yeah. Miami could not open that game up to the point that it was it was done
2: yeah and i think a lot of the reason why i mean there were some timely threes of course but it was like oh jimmy's another and one like Jimmy's to they're to the basket again so i do think it's going to be bringing lopez up and making maybe even giving up a little bit more threes which sounds crazy after the game the way game one went. No, I, I agree but i almost think they respected it too much and at a certain point you have to go all right, you know, are you guys going to shoot 60% again? We don't think so. And and not, you know, purposefully giving up wide open corners or anything, but I think they need to know the personnel better. And I thought, you know, they let Jimmy and Bam get too far down. And I think they almost need to drop off the non-shooters more aggressively and and just be more more of that playoff. Like you see it in a playoff series when they're like, that guy is going to be able to shoot. I think the Bucs need to do that more, especially if Miami's having to introduce – someone like a high Smith or a Victor Oladipo to the rotation. I think they need to be a lot better about recognizing, well, we can't leave love open up top, but if high Smith is going to shoot five threes this quarter, we'll let it happen. We're not going to let Jimmy, you know, get to that wide open area or bam. So I think they've got to be a little more aware of who's a shooter, who's a non-shooter. But I think something you mentioned earlier about bam's aggressiveness, that's going to be really important for just getting points. Also, if he can get Lopez in foul trouble, I mean, the both well, the reverse is also true. isn't there.
1: Yeah, because percent like, yeah, they both they both have to. The bigs them. are
2: are both crucial. I think the battle of the big. If Giannis isn't playing, it's probably what it comes down to. Like who plays better, who's able to play more? Because I think defensively, both teams lose so much.
1: Oh, you're, if they you're have done. to go,
2: Bam, no Lopez, Lopez, no Bam. Like that. That's just it's it's tricky. So it is kind of fascinating to see these two guys be these focal points and they're such different players, but, uh, it should be, I think it's going to be a really fascinating game too. Honestly,
1: Milwaukee gets super small without Giannis. Cause you know, if Lopez can't play all 48 minutes and when Lopez is off, you know, now you're playing Portis and what Crowder as your force and Crowder now, Middleton, yeah, yeah. So now you get really small, and in those minutes, Miami sh- absolutely shredded. And that, Kevin Love played a lot of those minutes. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I want to ask you about about Kevin Love because I want to ask you Kevin Love thing. I want to ask you a couple Giannis things, and we'll get out of here. I thought Love his shooting. Obviously, he has not been a good shooter this year. <laughs> Historically, we I don't know. think I don't think any <laughs> I don't think anybody in the NBA wants to leave a a, a proven champion shooter open that often. Maybe they do. I don't know. But, you know, uh, he hasn't been good this year and, and he knocked down a lot. Miami got into super early offense, which is not their M.O. at all. Like they'd, they'd run like the guy ball handler, bring it up off the left wing. They throw it to the center at the top of the key. Usually that's waiting for a handoff. And Kevin was shooting off the rip. And that kind of kept Milwaukee. OK, we got We got to press up, which kind of led to those kind of Jimmy cut behind. Catch the ball in the paint with Lopez, blah, blah, blah. If you're Milwaukee. How are you are you going to respect Kevin Love shooting? Are you going to Okay, well we can't do this anymore. You know, we have to help off of him because, you know, Jimmy's way more of a sure thing. How do they deal with that cuz even when Giannis was in the game and Giannis would get kind of caught on Kevin Love, you know, Kevin was dragging him out of the paint and that's where you get Kyle Kyle's lone field goal off a cut behind the defense. That's how you get kind of Max getting to the paint or or these guys. So where do you see them kind of handling how do you see them handling that
2: i think what they probably will and should do is the classic we're gonna put a smaller guy on him and if kevin love wants to post up that's fine Uh, and and i think i I think like the chris and crowder those kind of guys like i talked earlier about where could chris go i think love would make sense because you know love is certainly bigger i would just be a little surprised if miami goes to like getting love to the low post just to post up Chris Middleton. And if they do it, then we'll see how it goes. And maybe the bucks need to react. Obviously, there was a time where Kevin Love was a phenomenal post big. It was a couple of different Kevin Love iterations ago. Yes. But I, I think you've got to put Brooke when he whenever he's out there, and maybe even Bobby. Bobby, I'm not as worried. I mean, Bobby just, you know, switch and, and yeah. go hang with him. But when if it's Brooke, Kevin Love, I think you gotta find either Bam or somebody else to put Brooke on and just drop off that guy and again, kind of force that guy. And that opens you up to some handoffs and things, and the Bucks may have to switch from there or adjust from there, I should say.
1: I think um, that's but key. I, yeah.
2: I think they have to do that. One thing I noticed that goes along with what you said about getting into the Kevin Love shots quick and everything, I thought this was a fascinating, like really, really smart thing that Spo did. The Bucks press, I think, probably more than almost anyone, maybe the Pelicans with Alvarado, but with Drew Holiday and Javon Carter, especially Carter, They love to press. They do it all the time. They'll send Grayson Allen down there. They just, that's what they do. And it's not about turnovers as much as just slowing down the offense. Miami had a ladder system to pass out of it and just ignore it. Like from opening tip, like they were like, we're not going to get pressed. Like maybe it's, we don't love our ball handlers. Maybe it's just, we don't want to do that anyway. And I think it both got those shots open. Quick took away the threat of the press and it kind of left the Bucks best defenders. Back on half court when some actions were happening, so I'm really intrigued to see: Do the Bucks stop pressing? Do they do they make Javon Carter, who's addicted to press coverage, not do it as much? I don't know, but I thought it was brilliant that Miami was just like, "We're not, we're not messing with this. We're gonna make three passes, and then Kevin Love is shooting."
1: I think you do it more without Lowry and, and Hero because, like, really, those are two of your most reliable ball handlers, and you know, Kyle doesn't play those games, you know, ever. So yeah. I think the fact that now you're gonna have to depend on other guys handling sometimes it may be bam just bringing the ball up off of rebound might be jimmy and i know that jimmy's going to want to get off the ball to come back on it i don't know I, I think that's an interesting kind of subplot that you bring up and i i think milwaukee probably will keep doing that i think that makes sense without i mean they're going to be short ball handlers and i think if you're the bucks you want oladipo on the court i think that's just a guy that i don't know I, i'm so low on oladipo I'm just, do you know like, about the bucks oladipo backstory i don't is there about what is there like a beef
2: no, no, no! It, the opposite. We were convinced he was coming during the championship run. He was posting like Bucks clips on his IG and like saying how fire it was, like multiple times. We we're like, oh my god, we're gonna get Victor Oladipo. What a this double!
1: What a double agent!
2: And he signs there, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess not. That's that's great. I mean, it was kind of we went through a while, and it worked out. I think Javon is the best out of all these players now, but yeah. like Oladipo does that, and then I was like, so sure, Dragic was gonna pick Milwaukee before he goes to the Nets right after they had gotten patty mills who i would have loved to sign and i was like is a guard ever going to pick us and, <laughs> no, i guess we got Dragic. that's neat but um I mean, maybe too little too late but yeah, yeah. It's, so oladipo i don't know how i would feel about oladipo playing well or poorly against the bucks
1: it, i just ban I, I know that some people on, on he twitter are like super high on him and i think that like you know some of the games where they've just sat everybody he looks great he scores 30 he hits four threes and you're just like damn And then they play him in the Atlanta game and it just, he's bad on defense. He doesn't know where he is. And I don't know. I just, I just don't think, I think it's hard when you hemorrhage space with Bam and Jimmy. And I just think playing a third guy who you don't trust as a shooter, who needs the ball in his hand. I think it just gets too dicey. I think it makes more sense to bring him off the bench, but you know, I guess we'll see. Let's just close out with a couple of Giannis things. Uh, Ty, how did you feel about the way Miami defended him because they used to, you know, they still kind of wall up, you know, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. Kayla Barn and Jimmy kind of show and Bam, you know, is, is there. I, I think the adjustment for them was, okay, we're not switching anymore. We're going to play Bam. You know, they don't have a PJ Tucker or a Jay Crowder yeah. or even a Trevor Ariza who Giannis did a fucking push up on because Ariza was a toothpick to him. And, <laughs> you know, they're just playing Bam straight up and they're defending him like they did in Bede they're fighting you know like they're trying to get Kevin love on a switch Bam is pushing these dudes out the way and it's like no I'm I'm staying on my man kind of yeah. every you know guy on the wing kind of pinches in make sure that they have help everybody kind of knows where they are Caleb you know kind of stunts in and I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting because they kind of always have shied away from Bam defending I mean Bam was the only guy on him unless like it yeah. was some weird transition thing where they couldn't get the man picked up. But he was always on him. It was not switching. It was one-on-one. And I thought Bam did a phenomenal job. You know, I was worried about how they would do with Giannis as a roller. Bam in a drop, making sure, hey, I'm in front of the – I'm I'm containing Drew Holiday. And if Jimmy's on him or whoever, you know, they're making sure that they, they kind of show enough so that Bam can do. I thought it was really interesting. I, I thought Giannis as a screener was going to be the thing that kind of undoes them. And they showed they had a plan. I like the plan. How did you feel about it?
2: I thought it was good. I mean, I thought they're as you mentioned, with the lack of the other guy on the perimeter that they've had in recent years, I think this was really the only plan they could have. I mean, they they were just a sort of out of options. I mean, you can try to put a small on him and and try to get like a Marcus smart thing where you're picking up offensive fouls and everything
1: or a zone. It's just, I think that was a zone.
2: Yeah. A zone as well. That's true. Um, But I, I thought, I mean, I think you look at some of the teams that have done well defending Giannis and like an athletic center is probably your second best option, but it it's it's harder lately because he's gotten better at just beating one guy, no matter who it is. And I think sending the help at the nail and everything and making them shoot was good. I think the Bucks adjustment eventually would have been to Bam dropping, as Giannis said the roller is okay, Drew, you know, great minutes, go take a seat. We're gonna let Chris do this now and he's gonna shoot every time yeah. if there's no one there. And that that's obviously was their their ultimate counterpunch in, in twenty one when they were able to do the damn thing. Um we obviously just didn't get to see too many minutes, but I thought it was good. I mean, I think the thing about Miami is they're always so smart of a defense, right? The the heat and they're good at the nail stuff. And that's like what the Raptors. I mean
1: Yeah, just for Jimmy. People, sells.
2: Jimmy, exactly. And uh, then people take for granted like, oh yeah, just build the wall. It's easy. It's not easy. I mean you need an elite guy on Giannis and that I mean Jay had done really well, PJ and now Bam is. And the I, I, help needs to be good too. You can't just oh, send yeah. some guys. It's not going to, it's not going to do anything, but like Jimmy and, and all the undrafted heat guys who come through are good at this stuff. Cause that's like the heat university, <laughs> annoying undrafted guy <laughs> curriculum definitely includes helping at the nail.
1: You know? So I think the one thing Milwaukee can do is kind of manipulating the low man better. Cause I, I think you want that help guy to be Gabe Vincent because you know, he's going to, he's going to kind of come in and, Giannis is going to laugh, right? Like, Oh, you like that. That's what Miami did. Miami kind of was able to manipulate. And like, if drew holiday is a low man, you know, Jimmy's kind of coming in like, okay, well that's no resistance. And even if Jay is a low man, Jimmy still is like, I don't, I don't care. And I think Milwaukee kind of do a better job of that. Well, the other
2: thing too is, I mean, quickly, you know, go put Brooke on the other block because there's nothing left for him then. And, and he moves a little slow. I thought they needed to get him on baseline post-ups. And I would look for them to do that in game two. They put him in the middle of the floor. He's too susceptible to getting swarmed by smart defenses. I think you got to be a little little smarter about, we'll get him on the baseline, we'll make sure there's no one behind him, and then we'll let him go from there. And I think that would be the other, like, okay, we're just bigger and we're just going to be bigger and rebound and everything else. But um, in terms of actually guarding Giannis, they always do a great job. And, I mean, Bam is phenomenal. We know this. He's a defensive player of the year candidate as well. Um, He'll, never win, He'll never win, Ty. He'll never win.
1: He'll never win. Spo is <laughs> never going to win a coach of the year. And Bam's never going to win a depoy. And Darren Jackson. Bored of him. We can relate. It, I mean, it's, uh, Bud has what, one?
2: Two. One, they, they'll give you one per team. Spo at, goes somewhere else. At least he has one. one.
1: No, if Spo goes somewhere else and he wins, he Twitter's going to be furious. It's it's going to be DEFCON one. It's it's going to be bad. I don't know if
2: he's ever leaving. It doesn't seem like it. but I mean, you know that like, Pat oh, new Riley start,
1: new core. had to share executive of the year? With fucking Garf, whatever, the Bulls guy Garfax. that year. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's crazy. We don't we Executive don't want awards years
2: here. A that win. was twenty ten.
1: They got LeBron and Bosch <laughs> and Mike Miller, and they got UD to take a pay cut, and everybody took and they still gave it to the guy who signed freaking who did they bring? They brought Carlos Boozer. <laughs> I can't. I'm never gonna get well, over. Well,
2: that's it. a. I mean, this is minutia now. That's a clicky award because that's not media voting. That's the other executives. Really? So that's why executive of the year is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. So I, I bet the reason. Like, I think if the media does it. Oh, they're Riley all just wins pissed easy. at Riley, probably. Yeah, of yeah. course they were like, "Oh, this is this is Cruelous this is guy. we can't let this guy win." Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. This award season, award season, stupid. If he's gonna win MVP, yeah. and I'm gonna hate it. It's, oh yeah. It should, yes. it should be Giannis or Jokic. Get him beat out of here. I'm just I'm sick beat.
2: Every column is like he was second for three years in a row. I'm like, who can't they good? That's that's good. That's a good thing. Congratulations. That doesn't mean you automatically win one.
1: I don't know, man. It's just it's annoying. It's I just, forgot
2: when the NFL gave the Buffalo Bills a championship. They, they went four years in a row. We oh, yeah, yeah. gotta give them one.
1: Congrats to uh, to Jim Kelly for four time Super <laughs> Bowl champion. It's annoying, man. I don't know. I hate awards. It's yeah. stupid. I thought I saw Jimmy yeah. lost clutch player. Probably to Fox, who probably deserved. Fox, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox probably deserved it. I mean, I was telling our friend Brian Torperik, I said, you know, Jimmy, you know, Fox may lead in points and field goal, but Jimmy leads in DIH. He got that dog in him. So yes. yeah. You know, I
2: that's I yeah, I will say, I love Jimmy. And the the Marquette connection, he's always. I mean, we always talk about, oh, what would X player look like on the Bucks? And with Jimmy, it's like the spacing would be horrible. It'd be awful. I would I would be in anyway. I'm just like I trust Jimmy. It would be that would be an awesome team. Dude, Jimmy Giannis, yeah. come on. And keep Drew there. It's like okay, no one scores ever. That's the new team. Fifty million to forty nine games. Yeah.
1: I I think he fans probably feel this way, Ty. If we can't, if I'm obviously I don't think Miami is going to compete for a title. In the East, I, I it has to be Milwaukee because it yeah. can't be Boston. God, I think we're all in agreement. Everyone across the lands is in agreement. <laughs> Philadelphia cannot be rewarded. The only Philly fans want them to win. I don't. I don't know anybody. Yeah. If, if everybody's in agreement. It can't be Philly, and it sure as hell can't be the Knicks. I don't want to see the Knicks in the conference finals. So if, no. if, if you guys, you guys got to put gotta put down old Yeller over there in Madison <laughs> Square Garden. Okay, we can't have. We cannot have Julius Randall in a conference finals. I'm sorry. We just can't. I, I just I don't want to live in that world. Um, so a lot of basketball to play, a lot of stuff yeah. to watch, Ty. Tell people where they can find you on Twitter, where your podcast is, what you got going over there, because I know you have a ton of stuff on the Euro Podcast Network, which is, I guess, a sub-network.
2: Yeah. Look at yeah, that. it's a sub. It's the terminology. Let's ignore the terminology. Here's the the quick info. We got two bucks podcast and other Wisconsin sports pods if you're into that. But two bucks podcast, you can find out the the feed wherever you listen to this, including YouTube. GSPN.info is the easy way to find it, or just type it in Eurostep Podcast Network. And I want to echo what you said up top. You know, for the Bucks fans listening to this, either wh- wherever you listen to this, go check out Miami Beat for really tremendous coverage of the series. As you can see, if you got this far, this is not just me getting laughed at for an hour, which would have been fair, and I was certainly prepared for. Um, but this great conversation, great breakdowns, um, so really appreciate you having me on.
1: I'm too scared, Ty. I'm too scared to laugh. <laughs> if it was a Sixers pod, I would have had Brian on and I would have laughed at him for an hour. Oh, yeah. I'm too scared. I've had a. Uh, I've, I've I've done laughing. I don't know if you know with Miami, uh, you know, with Nick's film school. You know, I went on. I went on uh, Andrew's pod. And I called I called, uh, called um, Jalen Brunson's season cute. And oh. I said the Knicks were just like a nice little story. And then, you know, they beat Miami and now they're the five seed. And, you know, we're, we're fighting for our goddamn lives over here. So I've done my share of laughing. <laughs> I've done my share of laughing.
2: I've learned my lesson. I mean, I think I think now I will never take the Bucks in a sweep again, no matter who they're playing in the first round. I just have to assume game one will go down. Someone's leg is going to get dry off. You're the new Raptors. Yeah. I As much as that disgusts me. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah.
1: the, you're the, but listen, the Raptors, listen, they got Kawhi and then they won. They're the, they're the only. I think that Toronto is probably the, the only team to like really. Toronto and Miami, I feel like, are the only two teams to like actually defend Giannis well. I don't think anyone else has really done it. Like in, in a Boston's playoff. okay, but, but Boston not fans as as people think. think that they invented how to defend Giannis. I, I posted clips of like the, the switch and peel thing, or the drop and peel, and Boston fans are like, yeah, 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 that's the Boston thing. I of go, course they are. They, what? Always,
2: they thought they invented rolling the ball up. They Dude, were it's crazy. Like Marcus, Marcus Smart invented this new technology. It's like, people have been doing this for literally ever. What are you talking I about? I did
1: not watch Andre Miller do that for to, to get discredited. <laughs> I love Andre Miller. What, what, what a true goat. Uh, make sure to check out Ty and everything going on there. And listen, hopefully he'll be back, and hopefully we'll yeah. have a nice, fun, long series where no one else gets hurt and everyone gets healthy. Please, basketball gods, give us that. Uh, no no one stomp on each other. No one. No, let's yeah, let's have a nice, clean fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Draymond not suspended if, you just, if you're finding out. So uh, make sure to check out Ty and everything going on there as well as the rest of our Blue Wire family. And we'll see you tomorrow. Wednesday, we'll have you pregame. We'll pregame in uh, Frankie, myself, and Coach Lou. We'll, we'll, be, on, uh, we'll be on call to uh, give you what's going on in, in game three. And then postgame, we have Hangover Time. Brass, Alf, myself, and the crew, we got you postgame for all the postgame shenanigans that you know to expect on Hangover Time. So we'll see you then. And, Ty, good luck, my friend.
2: Good luck to you as well. I think we both need it at this point.
3: <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?